Hi everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to SAMA. SAMA is a program where we invite an expert on our show to talk about the area of expertise. And this week, we've been blessed with um, the, uh, Professor Dr. Dana Flavin um, to talk to us about um, um, cancer and um, the accompanying pathogens um, that are associated with cancer. Um, and the uh, subject is why the tumor frequency is not enough. Now, um, Diana, we're so lucky to have you on board with us. Um, you've had a total of 37 years devoted to research. Um, you started the Foundation for Collaborative Medicine and uh, the research in Connecticut, a non-profit organization. Yay! <laughs> Where she shares her knowledge in the areas of medicine, pharmac uh, pharmacology and nutrition with patients and colleagues from around the world. You're the sort of person that we need to support, Dada, and what you're doing is just tremendous. Um, in this episode, you'll learn how you can improve the frequencies for cancer patients. Um, it has to do with uh, the uh, pathogens which are commonly found in the patients of cancers, cancer people, uh, and they need to be uh, programmed in for better positive results. Um, um, Dr. Flavin, um, I, I just uh, had words with her earlier on. She proves to be called Dada. <laughs> Low-key, I love that. Um, you, uh, she holds a, um, an honorary professor title from the uh, uh, Leicester uh, School of Pharmacy at uh, the, the Montfort University in the UK, uh, where she currently teaches the pharmacology of anti-cancer nutrients and off-label drugs. Um, she has a degree in psychology and chemistry from the Loyola uh, University. And, you've, uh, and she has completed the Graduate School in Pharmacology at Chicago Medicine School, Medical School. Lana, you've been to many, many places. You've done an awful lot of training. And there's yeah. more as well. Um, <laughs> I don't really know whether you've got time to go through all the things that you've done, but you, you're certainly probably overqualified for our show. It's very, so very excited that um, you've accepted our invitation to um, teach us a thing or two. So welcome, um, Dana, to our show. Thank you. There's no such thing as overqualified to save a life. <laughs> We're all underqualified. We need to learn from each other. When I read about the, um, the subject that we we're going to be talking about today, it's really the mother vein, isn't it? Um, yes. of, of, of all the um, conditions that um, can take people down, it's cancer. And um, you've got your research and, and papers to back up what you're thinking. If you can please explain to us, um, why the tumor frequency is not enough. Right, okay. Um, I also want to say we're, we're actually, the foundation is actually working on a book for patients uh, to teach them what they need to do on their own part. Uh, so any help we can get with that book would be great because then we can also mention the importance of frequencies in the book. <clears throat> why is it not enough? Frequencies, the thing is, if you take a tumor cell outside of the body and you test it, um, you are getting one specific frequency or maybe two or three. But in general, you're not getting the pathogens that are in the body that actually go into the tumor cell. Um, Professor Seneff uh, from MIT claims that the tumors are actually helping to wall off a lot of the pathogens in the body. But what I'm also seeing is that we're getting bacteria that would normally be in the mouth or in the skin moving into these tumors and they're actually helping the tumors to grow. A lot of these bacteria are pathogenic, um, but they seem to be 
kept at, in remission in the body in general. Once they get into the tumor, however, they are growth factors. And so they're helping the tumors to grow. So do the viruses. Um, the viruses work in multiple ways. One of them is to affect the DNA. The other one is to lower the immune system. For example, all the viruses that cause cancer or hepatitis or HIV, uh, papilloma, um, and Epstein-Barr, all of those actually lower the immune system. So that's a, that, those are frequencies that are important because these, these viruses do play a major role. Many, 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 in fact, almost most of my patients are carrying an Epstein-Barr virus. Epstein-Barr virus shifts the immune system so that it increases a, a, a cytokine called interleukin-10, which shuts down the T-killer cells and shuts down the Th1 lymphocytes. Now, there's two families of lymphocytes. And I can't say they're good guys and bad guys because each one has its own purpose. But the Th1s are to fight cancer and viruses, and they're knocked down by cancer. So most of the cancers increases interleukin-10, I suspect, from the viruses, but we know that they do shut the immune system down. So that's one example of why just going into the frequency of a tumor cell itself is not enough. The next step, and this one is everybody, every single patient has to be on a frequency for candida because we know that the tumor cells release acid. The acid causes the fungi to grow around the tumors and the fungi feed off the tumors and the tumors feed off the fungi. So they are symbiotic. And this mm. is something that most people ignore. And this is why diet plays a role in cancer because it helps to alkalinize and to get rid of a lot of these, um, uh, the acidity. So that's, that's one, and it lowers the, the fun, fungal infections. They're still there unless you, you block the uh, metabolism, which I do with off-label drugs. But this is something where we're seeing more and more that if the patients begin to detox, and that then goes into parasites. Um, I've sent a lot of patients that I had in, in, in New York, in the New York area, to Dr. Cahill, who's an expert on parasites for the United Nations. He's an elderly gentleman who's absolutely brilliant, and in my colon cancer patient, for example, we found an amoeba. In another colon cancer patient here, we found an amoeba. And the problem is that most classical physicians don't check for these parasites. And if they do, they only check for general parasites. They don't look for something like an amoeba, which is more difficult to find. So that's, wow. a, that's another area for all the gastrointestinal cancers. You need to look at two factors. One is parasites, okay? And the second is Helicobacter pylori. Now, whether you want to call Helicobacter pylori a bacteria or a virus or, or a pathogen, I mean, a, a parasite, um, it's all relative. To me, it looks like a, a parasite, but they, they call it a bacteria. Um, that actually uh, can also be treated with, with frequencies. Um, and what the Indians do is they use uh, black caraway oil, a teaspoonful a day, and that seems to get rid of it also. So that's kind of interesting that there are many parallels in therapies and the frequencies of the tumor this is interesting this is work done uh, at princeton but it's not in relationship to frequencies only because i didn't tell her about them <laughs> she's <laughs> found that every bacteria <clears throat> pathogenic and and otherwise release a frequency well didn't excuse me not frequency release a chemical mm -hmm. and each chemical is different for each bacteria now this is where i want you all to come in guys Okay, and ladies, yeah. um, I suspect that each one of these chemical structures that she's finding has a frequency that we can download, that we can put into our computers, because this is fascinating. And I know just from 
my little incidents with the Borrelia after being attacked by bird mites and they gave them, they bit the hell out of me and I got Borrelia. When I go into certain areas of my apartment, I haven't been able to live there in two months. My whole, I feel the, the whole, the moving, the, you can actually feel the, it's, it's more gallons, which are spirochetes. And I thought they were all crazy and the people with more gallons had some sort of insanity. Mm. No, it's a real spirochete um, that's wrapped up in a nest they make out of, out of the collagen in your body. And it looks like fuzz. And when everybody looks at it, they say, oh, it's fuzz. Mm. And it, it is. Dr. Schlicher in California said, no, he's actually under, under a very, very high-powered microscope showed that there's spirochetes inside this. Uh, they're sort of diamond shaped so all of these people are not crazy and they're not suffering from some dementia or anything else mm -hmm. and they're not imagining this it's it's not delusional it's real and what i noticed was that my my body reacts differently and i had read years ago that wi-fi can stimulate parasites mm -hmm. and i can attest to that because when my wi-fi is on these little beasties now that now i'm killing them off unfortunately not yet with the frequencies because i have to set up my my spooky too so, and I want this for my patients too, because it's fantastic and we need a way that they can actually carry this on their body or whatever and keep it on so that we can continuously having this, this type of, a, of, an, of an effect. Right. But anyway, long story short, the parasites in the body are, are also needed to, to be addressed with frequencies because as I said, just a cancer itself, you've got different frequencies and different bacteria will release different frequencies. And different bacteria have different chemicals. So if you guys can look at the chemical structures, um, her name is Bonnie. She did a YouTube video also, fantastic one. She's quite brilliant. And mm. I was debating on writing to her about frequencies. And then I thought, nah, she's working for one of the pharmaceutical companies. They're not going to be interested in frequencies unless you can put it in a pill. You That's can right. put it in a pill and sell it. They'll be really happy. But we don't want to do that. We just want to save lives. Sure. So... Yeah, that's that's where it's really important to look at all of the different parameters in the patients. You can test the patients um, or have them tested for chlamydia and mycoplasm, which they also don't test very often. These can also play a role in, in the in the cancer patients. The problem with a lot of this is that the classical um, classical medicine physicians don't look for all of these parameters for two reasons. One is they can't be bothered. They think, oh, it's a tumor there and that's it. Um, and the thing is, it's like the elephant in the room. They, they, they see it there, but they don't realize that the elephant wouldn't even be there if it weren't for all these little pathogens. Um, and so what they do is they just go for the elephant and they try to destroy it. And what happens is all those pathogens are then released in the body. There's no protection anymore for the body that was, would normally be walled up by the tumors. And right. so the pathogens go all over and they start with metastases also because the cancer stem cells. So the chemo, the only thing that the chemo does sometimes is to help to get rid of some of the pathogens because it kills everything, including the patient. So right. you get rid of a lot of the pathogens and that might help for a while. In fact, in some situations, it actually helps for a longer period of time. Right. But you have to detox. It's just imperative. And this is what we're seeing. I just reversed a stage four melanoma. She had been given about, oh, I guess three months to live. Oh. They had used interferon for a year and a half on the woman. She was 42, now she's 44. But she was 42, had gone through a year and a half of interferon, went from stage 3B to 4B, and they said, that's it, we can't do it anymore. There's, there's nothing that will help you. And she found me, 
God knows how, bless her heart. I don't do heavy duty marketing here. I, I just want to save lives. That's why I want the book out so I can get some peace. Um, I want everybody to know what I know, what I've learned for the past 40 years. Uh, anyway, long story short, we detoxed her. We got rid of heavy metals. They go right into the tumors. The amalgam, absolutely right into the tumors. Some of the immune systems are shut down by um, heavy metal implants. Um, for example, some people are sensitive to different metals, and if they have uh, uh, if they have an implant in their teeth, sometimes those metals can disturb their whole immune system. Um, mm -hmm. So they should be tested before they ever get the any implants to make sure they're not sensitive to any of the metals. Number one, number two, amalgam. Now, my father was a dentist and an oral surgeon, and my toy when I was a child was playing with mercury. <laughs> so <laughs> I. I think that this incredible obsession to know everything in the world has to do with the mercury probably making me half mad. But the, the mercury gets right in. It leaches out because of the acidity in the body. And the patients are so acidic because their tumors are releasing acid all the time. So they're helping the fungi to grow. They're helping bacteria to grow. They're helping the viruses to grow. They're helping parasites to grow. And they're leaching out heavy metals from their, from their amalgam. So if they have amalgam in their mouth, they have to get it out, but slowly and with a biological dentist. Okay, we do detox with panacea, uh, which is zeolite, um, but there's a couple of others that get rid of them too. There's diff different uh, people that I know that have products that are pretty good. Um, Klinghart's isn't bad either. He uses coriander in the morning and chlorella in the afternoon, and um, that seems to work also very well. And it's interesting because coriander, uh, is a very important, important uh, actually, herb or herb or mineral <coughs> substance. I mean, um, and it's a herb. You guys say herb, we say herb in America because we don't know how to speak English yet. Um, it's it's a herb that uh, binds on the heavy metals and brings it into the liver. Okay, now if you don't take chlorella in the afternoon, it keeps going through the liver. If you take chlorella in the afternoon, <clears throat> it pulls it out into the gastrointestinal tract and helps to eliminate it from the body. So you have to continuously do this every day. And, and we don't even The chlorella is the green thing, like a, almost like a spirulina. Right, right. And, and always make sure it's from a good source. This is another problem. <clears throat> We're finding a lot of cadmium and a lot of pesticides in the herbs. And they have to be from a good source. And this is really, this is frightening me as 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 really a, in a position in oncology but how the heck are we going to get our patients detox from something that's going to add more toxins just like they all have to eat organic the glyphosates from from roundup in the pesticides are actually altering probably a, at least 50 enzymes uh, again dr Senef from uh, or professor Senef from from mit has written many, many articles on this. I'm surprised she's still alive. I said she would be careful. Um, the thing is, what we're finding more and more is that they're affecting, for example, the, the um, sulfation. Now, sulfa is probably one of the most important factors in our whole body, and it's in all the brassica, so all the broccoli and cauliflower and kale and, and uh, those horrible little things that I hate. What do they call Brussels sprouts. Mommy used to burn them to death. Um, my mother was sort of from Laudy in medicine, John, but she couldn't cook an egg. I mean, it was awful. Her idea of broccoli was to take it from the freezer, throw it into a pot of boiling water, and put a cover on it, leave it for an hour cooking. So I said, it used to slide out of the pan like a dead animal. And I, I never, I, I couldn't eat any of this, and the dog wouldn't even eat it. So I was in a real, real tough situation as a child. Mm -hmm. 
as I have found out how important this is, I'm beginning to absolutely love broccoli, and we I stir fry or steam it. And when I noticed that the the cabbage, this I never expected before. I was up in uh, Somerset in England helping a cousin of mine. This is in the beginning of my Borrelia disease, not knowing what the hell I had. I mm -hmm. thought I had had mites. And I thought they were still living on me. So I'm freaking out, not knowing what it is, because none of my colleagues knew what the hell it was. And I had to find it myself. Mm -hmm. I'm helping her in her garden. And I worked all day long pulling weeds with her. She's totally crazy, but she's a wonderful organic gardener. Mm -hmm. And in the evening, I mean, I hurt everywhere. I, there wasn't a part of my body that didn't hurt. She served a dinner full of cabbage which I normally hated, but she's such a good cook that even that tasted great. And so I had all of this, this brassica because she has all this kale and she had cabbage and so on. Wonderful cook. I even had meat, which I don't know, which I didn't normally eat, but I do now. Um, and what happened the next morning? Absolutely no pain. And I, I said, oh, my God, this is incredible. And it's, it's sulfur. And the sulfur is the first thing to go in our bodies when we are uh, having an inflammation. And what messes up sulfur? Glyphosates. Totally. So you have to, you have to sulfate your, your vitamin D in order to have your vitamin D effective. So okay. if you're just taking vitamin D, it's not sulfated. And even if you're in the sun, if you're eating glyphosates in your food, if you're getting foods that are full of pesticides, you're not going to be making your vitamin D. And this is frightening because we're seeing this all across the board in our patients with a vitamin D deficient. And we can't figure out why. Well, it's obvious if you know anything about pesticides, but you can't publish this because your life will be in danger. But this is what we're seeing. That's, that's remarkable. So um, eating basically any product that's made in modern farming now, by modern farming processes, is going to have the glyphosate. And so they're going to, people are going to, um, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, be very deficient in vitamin C because they don't have much sunlight anyway, like in the UK and many, many parts of America. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what we're seeing. We're seeing these deficiencies, 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 plus the fact there's this over-farming using these um, monocultures of farming where they're mm. taking all of the nutrients out of the soil and the nutrients are not coming back into the body. That's another problem. I give, I give uh, legit. Um, or just fulvic acid uh, to help replace the minerals in the body because it's really important. And these trace minerals rebalance DNA. And DNA needs certain trace minerals in order to have stability. Otherwise, it's unstable. Okay, but if you just add like fulvic acid, I didn't quite catch that other... Um, fulvic, fulvic acid, fulvic oh, acid. Okay. F-U-L-V-I-C, fulvic or... Oh, yeah, or she legit, she legit, or she legit, S H I L A J I T, I believe, is actually coming from, um, I think, the Himalayans. And um, it's a very, very complete, uh, it's a very complete mineral supplement. It's very, very helpful. In the root plants, this is where all of these trace minerals are. Our root plants are completely deprived now of the trace minerals because of the monoculture and mm. because the soil is deficient from the acid rain, the soil is deficient from the aluminum that's coming from the chemtrails mm. and uh, this, this, uh, it's changing the pH of the soil. So your bacteria is changing the soil too and we need the bacteria to get the right vitamins and minerals into the plant so that when we eat it, we get the, the benefits. 
but there's no benefits if you don't have any of the bacteria in the soil and these glyphosates and the other pesticides are absolutely wreaking havoc on the soil and the good bacteria in the soil. So, so there you go. It's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. Right. So we know what we're up against. What do we do about it? Um, if you have, if you have someone, this is a thousand dollar question, isn't it? If someone yeah. comes to you and they say, look, you know, we've got this um, stage three cancer. What, what is the first thing you do for this person? Tell them to eat organic. Eat organic. They have to eat organic. That's it. And when you eat organic, you start to get rid of the pesticides in the body. There were several articles on that were quite fascinating to mm. show that the levels start to go down as you're as you're uh, eating more and more organic and getting away from the from the foods with pesticides in them. Right. Okay. And then um, they, they start the organic um, diet. Uh, what supplements would you give them? You've given the the, the fulvic acid. Um, right. That's 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 uh, that's part of the the detox um, okay. where we're replacing the minerals in the detox. Um, mm. The nutrients, the nutrients. There's certain basic nutrients that I give everybody, and um, they all need. Well, I often give cod liver oil because they need the A and they need the D. Um, again, D3. But as I was saying, I'm not quite sure whether or not they're going to be sulfating it unless they're eating organic foods, uh, mm. because otherwise they're going to be. It, it's it's like how can I put it? It's like taking a uh, a sponge that's the size of a micron and putting it in the ocean and expecting it to absorb all the water in the ocean. It's not going to do anything because it's going to be completely eliminated in the body by all the poisons in the body. So you try to put something good into the body and you have all these toxins and poisons and it just destroys it. And some of these some of these herbs are actually active. They're active little creatures that actually help to re reestablish uh, homeostasis in the body. So it's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but I give um, often cod liver oil um, and or vitamin A and vitamin D3. You usually give vitamin D3 on everybody. Um, my, um, a colleague of mine, a, a patent lawyer who's quite brilliant, just made a vitamin D, a sulfated vitamin D3 that goes straight through the skin. She just patented it. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. And I said, oh, my God. I said, you should put this in every single sun cream in the whole world. I said, and not to mention for every patient, because the fact that the D3 is not sulfated from the darn glyphosates, mm. and that's shown by Dr. Um, Dr. Senef, as I said. So I give D3 and hope it gets in again, hopefully. If they're eating organic, they should have a better, better plus. Um, everybody gets curcumin and Boswellia serrata. Um, this is why I started the foundation uh, back in 2001. I had a patient come to me with um, breast cancer, multiple brain metastases. It's published in the Journal of Neuro-Oncology, mainly because I was so shocked at the, at the results. Um, I put her on organic food, changed her diet, had her on the basics, um, curcumin and beta carotene and so on. And I put her on Boswellia serrata because I had read that in gliomas, that it sometimes helped to uh, cause the glioma to either get smaller or that less dexamethasone was needed during radiation therapy for these patients. Mm. So I said to her, and she came to me and showed me, I mean, she was just full of, her brain was so full of metastases, they said, you have three months to live. Gosh. And she was 39 years of age mm. and had a little six-year-old daughter. And she said, doc, I just want to live long enough to see my little girl go to, go to, go to first, first grade. And that was about six months later. I thought, oh, my God, go to first grade. I'd be lucky if she can walk out of the office. And uh, so I said, well, you know, 
we'll try this. And she said, what are the side effects? I said, there aren't any. And she said, what do you mean there aren't any? I said, well, I'm sorry, but there aren't any side effects. And so I put her on everything, including the Boswellia. This time we did three, uh, almost a gram three times a day. Now, I've been told later by other colleagues that Boswellia and curcumin, we know, has to have some oil and the curcumin has to have some black pepper to be absorbed properly. And so some products have the black pepper in them, some don't. So I recommend either they take it with their juicing, which we'll talk about later, but it's very important. Um, and uh, put some oil in the juicing or they take it with their meals if they have certain fats like coconut oil in their foods and so on. Um, I don't allow other oils except um, olive oil or coconut oil because the other oils, uh, for example, um, corn oil will stimulate tumor growth. And uh, many of the polyunsaturated fat, fatty acids will just stimulate tumor growth. So we, we no, no distal, no, none of the uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids. So coconut oil and olive oil are fab. They're one fantastic. And um, they take this then three times a day. So they were on the curcumin and the boswellia, and it helped fantastically. I don't know if you all can get frequencies for any of these things. It would be fantastic if you could, because you could take some of my basic therapies, put those frequencies in, and start to get things moving. That, that would be amazing. Spooky has a uh, molecular weight database where the um, chemical constituents and compounds, are, um, the, the frequencies corresponding to the chemical makeup of the compounds is within that database and it's um we're going to just have a new release in a couple of days hoping which has got a uh, an updated database which is um even more um more complete we're, we're way ahead of all of them i mean they're just learning about frequencies now but you and i and 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 so many others out there are very aware that frequencies can cure or kill and that the right frequencies can actually help to uh, eliminate the need for many, many of the drugs that are out there. So that this Absolutely. is fantastic. Mm, and if yes. we can go ahead and, and do more and more programming on the different, as I said, the different different chemical structures um, and substances, that would be fantastic because this is this is something where you could do. And what I would suggest, uh, what what one should do is do a double frequency separately. And I would do a, and they have to drink a lot of water. This is really important to help to flush out all of the toxins. And also um, you can prevent Herxheimer's actually. Um, so you don't have to have a Herxheimer's reaction. You have to set up the pathway for breaking down peroxynitrite. And once that pathway is set up with so selenium, nicotinamide, cysteine. Cysteine is really important, acetylcysteine, because it's, it's part of the pathway for reversing. Again, it's a sulfa. Okay, it's part of the pathway for reversing um, peroxynitrite and toxicities and toxins. So that can be eliminated, but I think you need to do the detox uh, partially then for a while, and then you can go on to uh, adding the nutrients, because I think that if you try to do everything together, it's going to be too much. It'll, it'll, it'll be like a, a, a jumbling of, of frequencies that the body is not going to know how to take them. And you don't want to be adding one thing at one time and then destroying something at the same time. You want to have that so you work on your, your detox for pathogens and you do that for, let's say, an hour and then uh, a lot of liquid and then, you give a, and then you give a slight pause, say half an hour, so the body can readjust because those frequencies stay in the body anyway. And then you go ahead and start giving your nutrient frequencies if, if we can do that. And I think this is going to have to be tested further in the future because I see this as really one of the best ways to go. Right. Well, you know, Spooky's an un unstoppable movement. So watch this. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a, it'd be amazing because what we're going to be seeing in the future is that we will be able to reverse a lot of these. It's good that that you are international. Um, because if you were just in one place at one time, you'd probably have somebody like uh, Monsanto or or Merck Sharp and Dome or Roche or uh, Squibb or one of the other companies on your on your back because they'd say, well, you know, we 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 won't sell as many of our our drugs if if your your method works, and oh, they're absolutely. going to try say it doesn't work and it's all it's all hoax and this is just you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And the thing is. Uh, that's why, for me, also as a scientist, okay, forgive mm. me on this, John, but as you know, really obsessive, compulsive, neurotic. I have to have proof, or as they say in America, I'm from Missouri. Show me. I need data. I need before and after data. I I have to. I'm also a former FDA official. I was the top toxicologist at the Food and Drug Administration, um, advisor to the director for toxicology at FDA, mm. and. Uh, I have to have proof because placebos can do a lot. Mm. So I need to see, you know, black and white, okay, here are either the antibodies and you see them start to go down, then you know, okay, well, you know, this, this is going away. Or you do blood tests, for example, for uh, metals or fungi, looking at that, and you can actually see it. Dark field microscope shows a lot. And you should be able to see in a dark field microscope when you treat these patients, whether or not they're responding to anything. And then you can see from all of, I call it junk, but it's, you know, they call it, they call it um, artifacts or, or, or something. It's not, it's contaminants. And it's things like uh, they're living bacteria um, that actually help stimulate tumor growth. Dr. Livingston uh, was working on them. She called them progenitor cryptococcus Enderline called them enderline bodies. They change their form and their shape depending on the frequencies in the body that are affecting them. I am convinced, although no one's actually done studies on this, that's the only thing I can say because what I see is you add vitamin C and they, they change their form. You get the patient's alkaline and they change their form. And what many are saying that I have known, I've, I've known old professors, many have passed away. They were brilliant, brilliant. Mm. Uh, Professor Scheidel in, in Munich, for example, was also working on a lot of this. He had nine dark field microscopes. And I wish I were an expert in dark field microscopy. I'm not. And I need a dark field microscope, but I don't have it yet. What I've seen in the, in, when you just look at the red blood cells in a cancer patient at a dark, dark field microscope, advanced cancer patients, their, their red blood cells look like they've got little bubbles all over them. This is caused from these bacteria. And these bacteria change their form. It's very interesting. I explain it kind of like um, a person could go to church every Sunday and they're a good person in church and you put them in a red light district and suddenly they change. <laughs> they change their personality. What we see around the tumor cells is everything gets affected by that tumor cell. The fibroblasts start releasing uh, immune suppressive substances and help the tumor to grow. We see that the, um, the macrophages that are normally the good guys that come in to eat the tumor change from a macrophage one to the bad guy, macrophage two, which gets into those tumors and helps them to grow. So a lot of my off-label drugs work on that particular pathway also. That's complicated. We use things like metformin. Metformin helps to, to downregulate those macrophage twos. So these are things where I found over the years, yes, I can reverse the cancers just without any of the off-label drugs, but because of the fact that so many patients are so contaminated, very often we need to have additional off-label drugs. Why? Wi-Fi, cell phones. 
these are stimulating tumor growth and the cell phones will stimulate brain tumor growth. That's why we believe that we're seeing more and more brain tumors because the people are holding it on their head. They may not do that. Mm. They should have a headphone that is double with air in it so you're not getting that in your, into your brain or protection on your cell phone so that you don't get the, the radiation. And I don't know who has the best of these. I can't, I can't say without having it really seeing honest tests. It's hard to find honest tests. Everyone says, oh, ours is the best and it works. And I don't believe that. I have to see more data and I have to see really where they've proven it, et cetera, independently. Right. So but how does... Sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. Yes. I was just going to go back to the very beginning. Like uh, We've talked about cancer, how cancer can be encouraged to grow through um, viruses and bacteria, but what starts, what's the seed of cancer in your oh. opinion? Well, it's multiple, and that's the thing. I, I wrote a book called Molecular Alterations in Tumor Promotion and Cancer. It's on Amazon. Um, if anybody can't sleep at night, buy the book. You read the first line, you'll fall asleep. It's all <laughs> by It's very, very complicated. Um, this all fits into tumor promotion, and there are multiple factors that cause cancer. Okay. Some of them are mental, as in stress, yes. depression, mm -hmm. etc. Um there can be, for example, if you have um, fungus behind your walls in your house and your immune system shut, which we see a lot in, in, in moist areas, and the patients then, their immune systems are weak. And then if they're, they're, we all have mutations in our DNA, it comes and goes and we usually repair our DNA. If we are under a lot of stress, our cortisol levels are elevated, our immune systems are down. If in addition to that, we're eating a lot of pesticides, our immune systems are shot to hell anyway. And if we are then surrounded by Wi-Fi and uh, uh, also in the cars, cars have a tremendous amount of, of radiation that's being set out, the new cars, uh, there were some worse. Um, I miss my old Volkswagen Beetle, I'll tell you. I knew that was okay. Um, nothing electronic. It barely ran except on the little motor. Um, I think, that, yeah, this, it's so multiple. The thing is, John, cancer is such a, uh, a diverse uh, cause. Um, the water's contaminated. Our water's full of chemicals. We've got like 5,000 chemicals in there. And this is, this is a whole... Yeah, really. And the thing is, and people don't filter it, the plastics are estrogen mimetic. So you drink out of a plastic bottle, what do you get? You get BPAs. What are BPAs? These biphenols that are released from soft plastic are estrogen mimetic, meaning they act like a hormone. All right. What happens to the animals when you feed them BPAs is that the male animals get prostate hyperplasia. So when people go to the movies and the ones that are getting up all night long are probably drinking plastics, prostate hyperplasia. Um, and the thing is, we also see that it makes a change in the brain, uh, the uh, fetus. And we see that the um, male fetus brains anatomically look like female fetus brains, which is making me a little nervous about the future of the world um, for reproduction. It'll all be in vitro. Uh, it's kind of scary, but this is something that I've been, I've been watching more and more and it's all in our waters and uh, the waters are not, the water laws are just for bacteria. The water laws are not for chemicals and the FDA allow trace amounts of each, this is the problem of each chemical. Okay. Or each toxin, but mm. you've got syllogism there because you've got, instead of, they're measuring one, but if you put all five together, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000, 
you're you're getting activities that are completely shifting your body because 70 percent of our body is water so if that water is contaminated you're contaminated so where does cancer come from it comes from everywhere right. and that's the problem mm. so how do we how do we get around it we filter the water we eat organic foods we exercise regularly to keep those enzymes up that are important for detoxing and for, for repairing. And um, we uh, basically either meditate or do a walk in the woods or let our brains relax and don't let the stress get to you that you're getting. Then most of these people that I know that are you know, really heavy duty hard workers and every day they have stress. They have stress at home. They have stress in their work. Their, their whole life is stress. So it's no wonder their immune systems are a disaster, and they need to learn to let go. Okay, and of course they've got the um, they've got the cancer in their bodies as well, which is compounding to the stress levels. Oh, I know. And all you need is a doctor to walk in and say, "Oh, you have cancer." Oh, I'm, well, we'll have to do everything to try and turn this around. And then they hit them with chemo, they hit them with radiation, they and they don't they tell them eat whatever you want. Come on. And then, and then they don't tell them shut off the Wi-Fi's and, and don't detox and all of this because they don't understand where cancer really comes from. This has taken me 40 years and 56 semesters plus at least 150 to 200 articles a week since 1979 to figure out how the heck cancer works, where it comes from, how we can reverse it. My, my melanoma patient was cured after four months. Four months. She was given three months to live. My breast cancer patient with the brain metastases, when she came back to me after three months with her x-ray crying with an angel in her hand, I thought, oh, my God, the tumors have grown and, you know, it's, she's saying goodbye. And she said, the radiologist said, I never tell my patients anything, but I've never seen anything like this. Your tumors are all gone. And her tumors were all gone. That's why I started ColMed, the Foundation for Collaborative Medicine and Research. Why? Because I felt I had a duty to the world to give the information further to other people, even though, alas, it was not a chemical that could make me millions of dollars. It was not something that I could patent. It was knowledge that I could help people with. And I knew I had to give it further. I, I thought, well, my next life, I'm, I'm going to be a mozzarella and lie on the beach in Italy. Uh, but th this life, I, I have too much to do. And this is why you never learn enough. So I came into frequencies later. You, you, you were all, you way ahead of me. I, I went into all of the mechanisms, the pharmacology, the molecular pathology, how the biochemistry worked, all of that first. Then I realized, oh my God, there are easier ways to get out of this. We can actually start on frequencies and actually balance out what we're doing so that we can have better efficacy and results for our cancer patients and help them better and faster. That's right. That's it. And frequencies can catalyze reactions, natural reactions within your body. And so it can like a form of symbiosis. Now, when you're talking about frequencies of cancer patients, you're talking about an internal frequency, aren't you? You're not talking about applying frequencies to cancer patients. Yep. So right. if you can explain that to me, please, a bit more in detail. Well, the thing is, from, from what I've been learning on both the, the chemicals giving off frequencies and the bacteria giving off chemicals <clears throat> and the pathogens and the fungi and so on, all giving off different frequencies. That's why if you just took a pure tumor without any contamination from the human body, mm. like they do in animals, they keep recycling these things. And you know, they, the, this, this tumor cell came from a woman 25, 30 years ago. Well, if there's anything in the DNA that it resembles a woman, it's a miracle. It probably more resembles a mouse. And this is why you can treat mice 
and heal them. Do you know what Judah Falkman said to me, the late Judah Falkman from, from, uh, from Harvard? Judah Falkman said to me, if you were a mouse, I could cure you. And I said, what, what do you mean? And he said, the results we had on blocking the blood vessel growth through inhibiting vascular endothelial growth factor worked in, worked in the mice but never worked in the humans. And he was terribly disappointed. Why didn't it work in the humans? Because the humans have all of these contaminants. Cool. And I suspect if we could clean up the contaminants, his mm -hmm. compound probably would have worked. But you can exercise and increase inhibition to vascular endothelial growth factor. So patients that exercise regularly, if they can, anything, I don't care whether it's swimming or walking, um, they actually downregulate the blood vessel growth uh, that would help tumors to metastasize. So by downregulating that through regular exercise, they're actually improving, first of all, their circulation, which is good, but they're, they're creating a, an anti-cancer effect in their body. Just wow. exercise a lot. Just something so simple as that. Yeah, well, it's, it also gets rid of the stress. You're out there exercising, you're not thinking about, oh my God, they're going to mom me in the office tomorrow. <laughs> right. Or my mother was so mean to me, she never loved me. Let it go. Forgive her. Let it go. Move on. <laughs> Those are all negatives. No, I pick up. I pick up frequencies on patients, which is really weird. I had this since I broke my neck, and I had a breast tumor when I was 20, and nine months later I broke my neck, and ended up six months in the hospital in a striker frame. And after that, I've had this like ability to to pick up certain frequencies on patients, and I can't explain it except I'll stand there and I'll suddenly say. You know, is there something in, in, your, in your, your lower abdomen that's bothering you? And they'll look at me and say, well, they think I have ovarian cancer. And I'm like, oh, God, I feel like such a witch. Uh, one time I also said that, that uh, by a patient, I picked up, it was a patient presented in, um, and I don't, this, is all, this is all parapsychology combined with uh, quantum physics, in my opinion. It's a, it must be a frequency. There was a patient presented by, the, uh, by a professor at, at the uh, university I was at in, in uh, Germany. Um, it's uh, Rex de Isar, a technical university. And it was a special elective course in gastroenterology. And since I want to know everything, I always go to all these courses because I want to know, I want to know everything, right? It's like, okay, we well, only have one life to live after the broken neck. I want to make as much, uh, you know, I want to learn as much as I can while I'm still alive because I should have been dead in, in 1969. Right. So what I ended up, I'm sitting there and they presented this woman and they said, well, gastrointestinal pain at Christmas time, horrible. She's 36, she's single. The, the uh, sonogram was negative, the x-ray was negative, the lab data was negative. Now, there were only two of us in the class at this time because the other students had an exam. And my, my friend Mariola from, from Poland, who's, who's now a psychiatrist, said, I said, no, and I felt something under my liver that felt like a cherry stone. And I said, no, no, it's under her liver. And Mariola looks at me like I'm wacko. And she says, no, no, she said, you heard it. Everything is negative. There is absolutely nothing. It's psychosomatic. And the professor, after the woman left, said, well, it's obvious she's 36 and she's single. It's obviously a psychosomatic problem because it's Christmas time and she's single and she's alone and all of this except for her parents. You know what happened the next day? I phoned the head of, of, of the department um, and I called him up and I left a message on his answering machine and said, the patient that was presented from, by Professor so-and-so yesterday, it isn't psychosomatic, it's under her liver, she has to be examined again. So he calls me up an hour later and says, colleague, calm down. Now this is Germany, right? Colleague, calm down. And I said, oh, she must, he said, we found a stone. 
okay, gallstone, that they did see in the x-ray and the sonogram. And the reason the gallstone showed up at Christmas time was because she was eating goose, which she normally didn't eat because she was thin and stayed away from a lot of fat. She ate all this fat. It, it blew up her gallbladder and caused all of this colic pain, et cetera, why she ended up in the hospital. So I said to him, oh, you must be delighted. And Professor H said to me, well, I don't, what did he say? Oh, she must be delighted, I said. And he said, I don't know if she's delighted or not, but we are content. <laughs> and that's what they found. They found a stone. So I, this is frequencies. Some people have it. And, you know, what you can do with it, only God knows. I prefer to go with something that's already been tested and proven to test out the frequencies from an apparatus where we can then show we know what the frequency is. It's better science. It's, it's more complete. And you get, you can, you can prove whether or not it's affecting the patients by looking at the lab data and so on. So this is a, it's an important point. Right. Now, um, you've done a lot of study on cancers. What is a tumor? How would you, how, how would you describe a tumor? I would say a tumor is a growth that's out of control, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a growth. That's all you can say. It's a growth. Um, it's something that starts to grow, um, for a need. It can be inflammation. Um, it can be something more pathological, but it's, it's something that is, is constantly growing. That's where tumor promotion comes in. Cause you get a lot of tumors. They'll go back. They'll reverse and okay. they're not, not dangerous. Okay. Great. Now, um, this is, um, streaming live. We've got attendees who are asking questions and, uh, Avril has asked a question. She's from the UK. Um, she's talking about stage one and then endometrial cancer. And she's um, saying about stage one, uh, Spooky2 diagnosed the cancer before she went to the doctor. And she used Spooky2 daily and killed everything that she found. And she kept a log of every frequency that she discovered worked. And um, if you're interested, um, Dana, she can give you the, um, the data. Oh. oh, yes. Oh, God bless her. Yes. Um, tell her she can either write to um, Colmed. Uh, for she can go online to Colmed for the website and get to me. Um, okay. Or patients do that if they want a private consultation. Uh, or she can go through my my personal email. Um, you you may give it to her. Yes, the hotmail hot one, so, so that she can because then we can communicate and I'll I'll probably give her a call. The thing is, this is extremely important, but it also is important to know that what worked for her may not necessarily work for everyone because again we have variations on a theme. Absolutely. But, you know, all knowledge is good knowledge, Dana. So uh, you can never learn enough. I'm <laughs> I'll be mentally in, in some mental institution someday, especially with this, this whole ability to pick up some of the diseases. I'm, I, I've, had, I've had symptoms that came to me 12 hours before the patients got them. You try yeah. explain that one. And if it hadn't been for witnesses, I said it would have put me in a mental institution and said, that's it, close the door. But the thing is, these, these frequencies are real. And these frequencies, you know, as you know, you know much better than I do. I am learning about these things now. And only because of the fact that um, from my own personal story with these nasty little Borrelia that I got mm -hmm. and more gallons, and they basically said it was, it was a, uh, a psychosis and that I was going through a delusional uh, situation because there was nothing there. And I had these, these, 
welts all over my body and I, I had all of these these sores and, and 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 bumps and they hurt and it was horrible and and so I ended up having to research myself to find out about this and more about this and just like when a patient and God bless them all I am sorry for anybody that has any kind of disease but you know what there's a reason for it and the reason that this woman got the endometrial cancer and ended up being able to reverse it all with the frequencies was because she needed to learn about this and we needed to learn from her. So every single patient is a teacher because every single patient has their own story and these stories can help to save other lives. And that's exactly what she'll be doing with this information. And this is what I can help her with and learn from, from my work and also help teach colleagues so that we can have perhaps in the future, basic parameters of even a, a booklet um, or internet book where hopefully it won't be blocked by pharmaceutical companies, where we can give out the frequencies so that we can let, let our colleagues um, and the, all those and patients that are using the Spooky 2, let them know which, which programs are best designed for their particular situation, but they also have to realize that there should also be a gray area where it might be also Epstein-Barr or it might also be. So they can start with the basics and see how they're doing and then to add on depending on what the results are. And I think it's brilliant. It's, 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 mm. it's really beyond it. I would say this is you're at rocket science. I'm out in the fields. I'm still out in the fields growing my plants and reversing cancer slowly. But you all are way ahead. And if we combine these things, I, I, I think that there's really, there's hardly a cancer you can't cure except for one that is emotionally caused. Okay. Okay. But then again, you know, if, if, if one has support, then hopefully those can as well. There's a, um, a website, spooky2testimonials.com, where people get together. Well, we've collected all these testimonials together. So people can search on that website and see what worked for other people and apply right. those methodologies with the methodologies. Mm, yeah, you have, to, you have to be careful in that. That's, that's mm. where I'm concerned a little bit about the fact that if you have one patient whose cancers were caused from pesticides, uh, and parasites, and then you have another patient whose whose cancers were caused more from uh, stress and heavy metals. You have to also realize that there are variations for each type of cancer. There are basics. I would say from my work over all these years, 60% of cancers have the basic uh, molecular pathology. 60%. That's why there are certain nutrients that are that are for everybody. Absolutely everybody. And this is why it's really important to look at these things and be able to put this together. That's why I want this book out. I want people to know, okay, this is the basics that you take. Boom. All right. And this is what you look for, for variations on a theme. And for those patients who have either access to Spooky 2 or they have a, uh, a naturopath or a doctor that has a Spooky 2 or a friend. <laughs> That's a spooky too. That can help do the programming, and then then through your work, and then this basic support and the general detox. That I would say probably you can reverse ninety percent of all cancers. Right. Wow. Now Ali Ali's asked a question twice, so you better give him an answer. He's asking about iodine, the Lugol solution, five percent or, or or similar. He's asking whether that would be beneficial for uh, breast cancer or prostate cancer. Do you give um, iodine as a supplement in any of your patients? Um, actually, that's a good question. And I've been, I've, the work that I've looked at in iodine, I looked at the Magnuscent iodine. It's a nascent iodine that's more effective. 
Um, I haven't been able to get it in Europe, but it, uh, in UK, you can order from the US. Uh, Magnascent, M-A-G-N-A-S-C-E-N-T. I prefer that over the Lugold solution. Um, our thyroids, this is interesting. This comes in Chinese medicine. And since you know, you're know you at the, at the source here, um, my colleague, Dr. Lim in Hong Kong says that when you're stressed, the adrenals take from the kidneys, the kidneys take from the liver, <clears throat> and the liver takes from the thyroid. So once you find out you have a cancer, uh, immediately everyone tries to scare the daylights out of you. Basically, the, 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 the hospitals want your money and your paycheck for them. So it's, they scare you even more. So you'll do all of these expensive tests, et cetera, et cetera, and expensive mm. therapies, uh, which is a horror. But basically speaking, um, he, it's the, the thyroid is definitely affected, and it's affected from the stress. So I'm learning more about Chinese medicine after having studied everything in Western medicine to realize, oh, my gosh, there really is a whole balance in our body. And there are chakras and meridians and so on that go through our body that acupuncture works through almost a black hole. That's what Dr. Lim says. I agree with him that it's a special, there are special pathways there. They're probably frequency pathways. I wouldn't be surprised at all because we are, what do they say? The electronic man or something? Um, Becker, Becker, I wrote. Um, and Robert there's something, what, pardon? Uh, Robert Becker. Yeah, exactly. Robert Becker. And I, there, I definitely feel that, you know, the electromagnetic fields in our body are all working together. And we're completely messing up our electromagnetic fields, first of all, because of what we're surrounded by. And I'm sitting here in front of a computer, so I should talk. <laughs> <laughs> but the Wi-Fi, there are supposedly ways of shutting down the, the, the toxicities of the Wi-Fi or the, the stimulation, I should say, for tumor growth um, at, um, in Los Alamos. Um, Dr. Abramoff showed that uh, frequencies, certain ter terahertz can actually stimulate tumor growth. And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, we know it's it can stimulate parasite growth. That's that's old data. Um, and this is why a lot of people that work in offices surrounded by all of this, this electromagnetic fields and everybody's on the cell phone, they're much higher uh, at a higher risk uh, for if they have parasites for them to grow um, probably a lot of the bacteria and to get cancer. And so this is something where you know, I, I don't know what the answer is here. We're, we're all going for convenience, but what are we doing to our entire electromagnetic fields in our body? What are the frequencies in our own bodies now doing? Because we're, we're missing them up. All this, um, you're talking about organic foods and Wi-Fi. I think we're all, none of these things were around 100 years ago. And so we, no. we're really talking about life, you know, back, back to the basics again, where, you know, communication was by word of mouth or by print. And not by electronic means. So I call it Dr. Google. Dr. Google has a lot of lies, false information, uh, stupidity, uh, general information. But once you ferret through all of the all of the details and you get down to the real basic facts, and especially if you have a background uh, where you can be where you can filter out what's best and what's real, mm. that's where it's, it's amazing what I've been able to find on the internet. I mean, it's just some of the ancient, you're right, the old things that they did. Look, they took, they took some of the wood ash and they used that, wood ash. What's it? It's full of minerals and it has a little bit of lye in it. So it kills out a lot of the parasites and pesticides. They used to use tobacco as a, uh, as a pesticide. They do it in India still because it's cheap and it gets rid of the pests. There are, there are so many things. They use dust in England. 
um, my cousin told me this. Oh, she said, yeah, we use something like rock dust. We used to throw it, we throw it on the, on the vegetables and it, it closes the pores off of the pests, but it doesn't hurt the plants. And I have a, a, a friend that was doing this in South America and Paraguay had his own company, but he said, you know, it was so expensive to ship the stuff because it was so heavy that people instead just went to a, a cheap liquid pesticide and ended up just killing everything, including the ground and the microbes and everything else. So this is, it's convenience. It, convenience is killing us. Yeah, that's the modern world that we live in. Um, I was going through some of the questions that have been asked by, um, um, by our viewers. Um, is a tumor and cancer the same thing? Uh, no. A tumor is merely a growth. It okay. can reverse. You get rid of the stimulus, you can reverse it. Maybe the stimulus is a parasite. You don't know. But a, a tumor cell has a different um, pathology and the histology of the tumor cell shows a total difference in the mitochondria. They overgrow. You see all these mitochondria that are really aggressively helping that tumor to grow. And that's when it's irreversible. And that was in my cancer book when I came upon an enzyme um, called ornithine decarboxylase, ODC. And ornithine decarboxylase is an enzyme that helps to regulate DNA synthesis. It does not go back in cancer cells, but it does go back in normal cells when the stimulus is taken away. And this really opened my eyes to a lot. And as the years went on, I found out that the, the products that ornithine decarboxylase make um, actually help to open up DNA and lock it into place for replication. So they also, the products, spermine and spermidine, also shift a ratio in the tumor cells. There's a ratio in the tumor cells from what I call the good guys, the bad guys, or stop and go. Mm -hmm. So stop is reversed by, by this enzyme, by these polyamines, they call them, spermine is spermidine, and go is activated. So you get the cyclic AMP going nuts, and it's, uh, or the cyclic GMP, I'm sorry, G for growth. Cyclic GMP is growing, 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 growing. Mm -hmm. If you can stop the ornithine decarboxylase, in many cases you can reverse it but sometimes it's so advanced that they have all these bypass uh, pathways. And that's why I have to use combination therapies. And that's why I often use off-label drugs. In fact, almost always now, because I know that these other pathways are playing a role there. We want to knock them out too. Every time you, and this is the problem with chemotherapy. In chemotherapy, they have one, um, one goal, one substance or one enzyme <clears throat> that they hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it works for a while because that enzyme is playing a role in this cancer, mm. but it's not playing a role in every single tumor cell within the cancer. So after a while, it doesn't work and they find a bypass. Mm. These little cells are smart. They know how to mutate and to find a new pathway to grow. They're, they're, it, it, it's it's kind of like trying to keep a mouse out of your house. If you don't block every single hole, they're going to get in there and they will. That's, that's, they're all coming in now, I'm sure. Now, one thing I've often wondered about, and I know other people have as well, um, if cancer is a pathogen, for a pathogen to survive, it must go from host to host. Is cancer, is, is cancer in any form contagious, or can it, can it uh, continue its mutation in different hosts? It's a very, very good question. That was asked back in the 30s when my mother studied medicine. Mm. And they found out that if you have uh, blood from a cancer patient directly, um, yes, um, not by 
general contact, um, not by, by sexual contact, but by blood, there are bacteria in the blood that can be transferred. And this is what, um, what my mother's friend found. She was doing a PhD. She was an MD doing a PhD. Mm. And uh, this is what she found, that you could actually transfer it in the animals, which was a nightmare of a discovery for the rest of us, um, which really makes you wonder. I, we know that these bacteria uh, are, can cause cancer. We know that just from, from some of the pathogens for, for tree, tree tumors. That's where some of this original work started. They looked at tree tumors and they found out that there were, there were pathogens in these tree tumors. And we then, they then found out that there were bacteria. Um, basically, the medical community just about destroyed the people that said there, there's, a, there's a pathogen there. There's, there's mm. a bad guy there. There's a, there's a, a, a bacteria uh, or virus that's in there that can actually cause these cancers. Now, this was decades ago, and we're finding now, I mean, the SV40 virus and some of the viruses that are in the vaccines, not good news, because they came from the monkeys and they had all the monkeys together in the, in the cages, and the monkeys picked up viruses from other monkeys, and we ended up having the vaccines with little teeny tiny viruses that, that you, you couldn't even see. They went through the filters, and so in order to immunize, um, they ended up getting bad viruses along with the good viruses that you wanted to immunize with. So this is, these are other complications that have arisen. Yes, it can be contagious, but not from direct contact, uh, not from drinking out of a glass, not from sexual contact, but from blood it can be transferred. Yes, we also know hepatitis. Uh, one of my colleagues actually, one of my colleagues was um, working with, uh, somebody just arrived at the gate. One of my colleagues was working at, uh, um, at a laboratory with hepatitis and she spilled some blood on her hand and guess what it went right through the memory she didn't even realize she had any scratches there and it and it opened and it opened it up and she uh she got hepatitis and so we know that from from direct blood and i don't know about transfusions how good the transfusions are to eliminate something like this but from the data i've seen no it appears to be that, that, that patients have not had a higher incidence of cancer after transfusions. However, that blood's cleaned. And the thing is, if, a, if someone injures themselves and they're bleeding, um, I would say, and you have to also even be careful with the gloves in the emergency room. A cancer patient is bleeding, cuts himself or herself, et cetera, et cetera. They, they, they need double gloves at least because some of these pathogens can actually get through the latex. Wow. And that's kind of scary. And it, it's kind of like... Okay, but we know that you know just just general, it's not it's not a contagious factor, and then there's so many other factors involved anyway. Right, um, as can as a, as cancer, if you like, um, develops in a person's body, it can mutate and become more refined and and uh, better able to do it, you know to to grow. Um, but what is the benefit to the uh, the pathogen? Because when the person dies, they'll take the pathogen with them. So how, how does the evolution work in this case? That's a good question. I'd like to tell the pathogen in my body that what, if, if they kill me, then they're not going to be around anymore. So yeah. they better kill me. Uh, that's a very good question. And it's, it's something that I've, I've often thought of myself to think, mm. why would they want to kill you? Yes. Actually, they don't think. So they don't think that far. They just want to, <laughs> they just want to replicate and continue on replicating. And right. as long as they can continue on replicating, they're happy in your body. But they don't, a, a pathogen doesn't 
have the ability to know <clears throat> once the host is dead, they're gone. Hmm. But the fact of the matter is they do exist. And so they must have had a way of moving between hosts for them to develop to the advanced stage where they can um, infect hosts. Uh, that's a very, very, that's the, that's the million dollar question right there. How do, and we know that there are certain bacteria that actually do get into the body and do mm. cause cancer. Mm. Um, and these are the ones that, that Dr. Enderline found, Dr. Livingston found. Uh, Linus Pauling and I flew out to California in 1980 we had this huge argument. It was a riot. This is a little hard. I kept telling him, you can't give 20 grams a day orally. You can't do that because it's too dangerous and you'll only absorb three grams anyway. And if you're going to give high vitamin C, you should, you should give an infusion, but certainly not orally because it can activate hydrogen peroxide. Now that's great if you're giving infusions and you want to increase the oxygen in the tumor cells. It's not enough alone, but it, it definitely is a help. Mm. But I didn't know that his wife, he had been telling her to take 20 grams of vitamin C a day, and she ended up with stomach cancer. So he flipped out at me, screaming and yelling, this isn't true, this isn't true. And I said, sure, Larry Oberly proved it. And he showed that hydroperoxides increased from, from vitamin C. And so we suspect that she ended up, she may have had Helicobacter pylori in her stomach too, but she ended up with stomach cancer and dying of stomach cancer. So this was a man who was ready to strangle me on the spot for being yes. right. Uh, I apologize, Linus, wherever you are up there. Um, I had no idea that somebody said to me, shut up, shut up, Dana, shut up. And I said, what's the matter? And they said, his wife died of stomach cancer. I said, oh, my God, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I, I just have felt terrible. But the thing is, this is why you have to really know everything and how these pathogens, it's a real good question. We saw them under the microscope. We don't know how they get into people's body or whether or not they're, they're, um, uh, they're in our bodies anyway and that they mutate with uh, the proper environment. Do you see what I mean? Like right. the guy in the church who's good in church and goes to the red light district and he's not so good anymore. Well, the pathogens, when they get the right environment, and what is the right environment? The immune system goes down, the acid goes up, the cortisol levels go up, the stress goes up, the emotional aspects go up, and they really shift. Visualizing can actually help tremendously in reversing cancers um, because it helps you relax and it helps you to um, work on an area that's actually in quantum physics, which is new to me. I'm, I'm learning more and more about quantum physics as I go along because I was wondering how the heck could I pick up the symptoms for my patients or how would I know when somebody was suddenly ill or how would I know the whole day that my daughter was something was going to happen to her and then that evening she broke her arm. Well, actually the au pair broke her arm, which is really a shock, but that's another story. The point is these, these frequencies and these energies are there, but once we start shifting these frequencies in our body, then what happens is we allow pathogens, whether they're endogenous, I don't know, or whether they're exogenous and you ate something full of, full of bacteria or H. pylori or something else, we don't, we don't know exactly what, what the, these, these pathogens are. We do see them, as I said, under the doctor microscope. I would love to get the frequencies from these little critters because I think that would be an absolute breakthrough in the future. And this is something that, as I said, you see them on the doctor microscope. There's no doubt about it that they're there. And there's no doubt about it that they, they decrease as the patient gets better. So if we can pick up these frequencies, perhaps some of them think they're life forces. 
some of them think that Dr. Livingston thought they were at the head of a sperm and they were part of life to help for uh, replication and regeneration. That because we are symbiotic, our, 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 our mitochondria are former E. coli. And so we have merged over millions and millions of years where the bacteria became part of us, where certain viruses became part of us, not as pathogens, but actually as part of our whole uh, system. And so it, it's not a surprise to me that these, <clears throat> these pathogens may not really be, have been pathogens in the beginning, but as we changed our um, environment and our body, as we became more toxic, uh, with with more acidity, with more stress, that they then could shift over to a pathogenic form. So the good guy turning bad guy, and that's where diet, nutrition, meditation—you know, just just letting go alone helps. And it also helps tremendously when the patients know when they're told in advance frequencies play a role in cancer, and they know that they're helping their bodies. That that is a tremendous asset in itself. Because the emotional aspect of a disease, I've seen colleagues walk into patients and say, oh, you only have three months to live. And guess what? They died in three months, mm. practically to the day. Why? Because they had it programmed in their brain that they're going to die. And this is the thing. And I remember that the, the patient with the melanoma, when she said to me, but they said, you know, I'm going to die. There's nothing they can do. And I said, oh, come on. Of course there is. There's always something. As one professor said to me, there's always a treatment. You just have to find it. The finding it has taken me over 40 years, and I can't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of articles over all these decades that, that I've read in order to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's, it's actually, on the one hand, it's simple. <clears throat> on the other hand, it's extremely, it's extremely complicated. <clears throat> and that's why when you're doing frequencies, you've got to know that there are other factors. Most important, always fungal. Always hit the fungal. You have to, because that really is factor in them and then the other factors it's there's energy medicine where they can test for some of these things i'm a little wary because i'm also a classical doctor and so i look for blood tests however the patient with the gallstone had everything negative and i felt a gallstone and she had a gallstone so sometimes you almost have to go intuitively in order to be able to find something or they say you know if you look long enough you'll find it and that's it some people just don't look long enough my colleagues with my Morgellons or Limes or Borrelia, whatever you want to call it, mm. looked at these things and said, it's nothing but fuzz from clothes. My daughter, who's a PhD magna cum laude from the German Cancer Research Center said, mom, so it's on your head. It's on your head, mom. There's nothing there, they're all gone. I said, no, it's, it's, I feel like something's biting me all the time, all night long. <clears throat> she said, mom, you're just paranoid. Finally, I find data only because I never give up. I always research and research and research until I find an answer. I drive myself nuts. I mean, I have a patient for an hour or an hour and a half consultation, and I put in at least 15 hours more to find out what else could there be, what other things, what's new, what, what, what can affect this, et cetera, et cetera. Does the sea urchin really do something in breast cancer? I don't know. One, one of my patients took it, so what do I do? And she's not well. I, she's now well. I looked it up. I look at the mechanisms, the pharmacology, what are the most effective substances we need, and I pretty much narrowed it down to a handful because otherwise they say, Doc, I, I can't sit there and take pills all day long, which is true. A lot of them can, and it upsets their stomach, and it changes their 
the program and they every time they travel they've got a suitcase full of pills and I'm like no no it's got to be easier which is why I love spooky too because it is easier and if we can even simplify it more where they can carry something on their body where it's constantly letting off these frequencies and they do this a couple hours every day plus lots of water then they can set it on the one program to get the tumor and then they can reset it on another program uh, to to reprogram in the nutrients and it, 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 this is you've got the best of both worlds there what we, um, what we found is that the, um, the larger we become, the more other companies don't like us because we, we try and do things for the right reason rather than just chasing the big dollar. So they do, they sort of spread their rumors to, you know, to try and sort of stifle, stifle our growth and try and cause damage. But we're so big, you know, and people are coming, they, they're, they're wise. They, they, they read other people's, you know, reviews of us and what we've done and they come to realize well the thing is you're you're first of all you're on the right path you have the right attention and to let you know about about greed um i was so fed up last fall and winter at wall street and how how the wall street greed is destroying the economy and everything in the world i mean they're supporting the pesticides they're supporting the chemicals they're supporting everything that's killing us and mm. they don't care whether or not they sell weapons and kill somebody because then they make money and and the thing is i'm so i'm seeing this all over the world so i wrote a musical it's finished now it's copyrighted it's called greed with three e's and um it uh it's a comedy musical Fortunately, with a happy ending, I, I hope life will be. Um, but the bad guy in the in the ending will end up. Um, he will end up getting caught trying to control all the gold in the world. His name's Siggy Goldschlein. Siggy <laughs> Goldschlein. They control all the gold in the world. And um, there are two very honest people: his secretary and the the mailboy, who's actually an IT genius who knows everything about computers, but he stutters. And so they, they, nobody gave him a decent job, but he's brilliant. And uh, it's a love story in combination with, with Ziggy. And there's songs in it. <clears throat> one, there's one song in it that's called, I never, 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 ever get enough. And that's Ziggy singing with his wife. Um, and she wants a new Bentley, et cetera, et cetera, and another house in, in the Hamptons. And uh, there's another song sung by three investment bankers who are absolute crooks. And they look like the guys in suits, and um, except for the fat guy. And uh, he, he's trying to look like the guy in the suits, but he's, he's so fat and half bald that he, he can't get away with it. And they sing a song called The Golden Rule. And the golden rule is do it to others before they do it to you. So that's that's our world. I hope we get a uh, we need a right. Uh, uh, I've got the songs written, but I don't have the music written. So we're looking for a composer for this and an investor. And I found a man who's he's worth about five billion, and he's he's amazing. He's brilliant, and he sued Goldman Sachs and won. So I haven't presented him with greed yet, but I'm I'm going to if I go down to Monaco or Monaco and meet with him. Um, he will finally get a copy of Breed. I'm hoping he gets a kick out of it because I got so fed up. I was often on Wall Street with companies, entrepreneurial companies presenting uh, new information. And since I'm fascinated by all kinds of technology, whether it's a new type of a windmill or a new type of energy or whether it's Tesla energy, um, a friend of mine's head of the Aspen uh, Institute out in, in Colorado, um, I want to get my own generator, actually a tester generator. I said, I know how to do it. 
and he's already done it. So I said, okay, well, I wanted to move to Ireland, so I need to have some house out in the country so I could do my own electricity because otherwise I'll be paying through the nose. I know it. And it's amazing because the more you look at things in the world and look at systems, I look at systems. The more you look at systems, the more you see parallels. And you see parallels in these systems, just like uh, just like looking at Bonnie, what's her name from from Princeton's data on the chemicals that these bacteria were releasing to pull in more chemicals, mm-hmm. pull in more bacteria. And I know that the stem cells do the same thing. So I have a frequency that will pull in stem cells. Okay, that's why I need to talk to somebody confidentially so that we can discuss this to see because I think for healing. This would be fantastic. So you've got you've got different different variations on a theme. You've got one where you can actually help to kill off the, or reverse the pathogens in the body. And that's important in everything, number one. Number two, in cancer, it's even more important that you get rid of these pathogens because they are promoting the tumor growth. Mm. And the rest is from diet, nutrition, nutrients, etc., and keeping toxins pathogens and uh and chemicals out of our body so that our body can heal itself our body can heal itself this is this isn't this is something that we already know from people that swim in the ganges and they're they're convinced they're not going to get sick there's so many bacteria in there that that one professor said it's it's unbelievable that everybody isn't sick and they're always bathing in it they know that the gods are helping them. This is why the mental aspect of a disease is just as important as all of the other parameters that we use to heal a person and help them to reverse their cancers. They have to want to reverse their cancers. I lost a 31-year-old girl who did not want to live. She did not want to live. She was mobbed throughout high school. I, I could not get it turned around. And I said, God, if we can only do hypnosis or anything, mm-hmm. how do you get a person to want to live or the patient who has was left by their, their parents or abandoned or beaten or abused or whatever, and then they marry somebody that's the same type, et cetera, and then they're either left by them or abused by them, and they, they can't take it anymore, and they, they check out. They don't, they're, they're in a situation where it's so horrible, I wish I had a clinic that I could just pay for them to come, have them be treated, et cetera, to get away from this toxic source that's actually leading to their disease. But as far as what we can do, we can clean up probably 85 to 90% of the, of the pathological causes of the cancer. But the emotional causes of the cancer is a whole other story. That's going to be a chapter in my book on emotions. And I have to say, even though I have five years of psychology, I never realized how important the mental aspect was in a disease. It's just as important as the pathogens. And the pathogens, once you reverse those, then if you get the mental aspect, many, very often, once the patients start to see, A, they're feeling better, B, the tumors are getting smaller, uh, they, they, they have hope, then this negative stops. And then they can also help to, to work with the frequencies for their own frequencies from their brain to say, okay, we're getting well. We're getting well. Okay. Do, um, Ali has just asked a good question. Um, can different insects um, give uh, pass on pathogens that can induce cancers? Bingo. <laughs> That's a million-dollar question. You're absolutely yes, 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 yes. 
I mean, obviously there are many things. I mean, whether you have malaria, some of some of my African patients mm. or people that have traveled to South America, Africa, um, many of the viruses, many of the parasites, etc., come in through uh, not just through contaminated water, but through bites and things. I mean, I'm a perfect example. I'm I'm sitting here fighting off with you know, 50,000 antibiotics, and I can't wait to hook up my spooky too. Um, and I was bitten viciously by bird mites that invaded my apartment from the balcony because I had all these pigeons coming and eating out of the bird feeder. And the pigeons carry uh, this these morgellons, which I didn't know either. I knew nothing about it. They found it on cows, and that's how they found out that these things even existed, and they came from from the um, pigeons that were living in the in the far, in the in the barn. Um, and their coat would fall on the on the cows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. These bees bit the hell out of me and gave me Borrelia. I mean, I was never bitten by a tick, and I was bitten mercilessly for over a month and a half until these creatures finally died off. But by then, they had already given me the the Borrelia. Absolutely, absolutely. Whether it's from a mosquito, we're finding more and more viruses coming in from mosquitoes. Whether it's from a a tick. Uh, whether it's from a worm that gets into you that's carrying something else. Even the Borrelia from the ticks are carrying Bartonella and Babibiosa parasites. So you've got a whole chain reaction going there. And yes, just about anything that can bite you can, can do this. And I, 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 a woman said to me the other day, she said, oh, don't hug me. You might be contagious. And I said, no, I'm only contagious if I bite you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go that far. <laughs> But it's it's amazing that yes he's absolutely correct and many many of these these um, cancer pathogens see once they get in the body if your re- immune system's really good mm. and you're not under stress and you're eating right etc cetera, etc cetera, mm. very often they don't affect us but okay. if your immune system's shot and you're weak and you're contaminated yes he's right okay wonderful okay well everyone we're talking to um, Dana Flavin. Um, expert on e- everything except for hypnosis, I've discovered now. But I, I guess you'll be look, looking into that into that shortly. You've done. <laughs> what haven't you done? You, you've you've made a, a musical, really. You've written a musical. <laughs> yes, we, we we need a composer. Come on, guys, we need. It's a comedy musical about greed. It's funny. The woman that is my co-writer that did the script for me just won first prize for her short movie at Woodstock. So she's a very good writer, and uh, she was recommended by a producer in California. And I said, I want a movie. I want Danny DeVito to play Ziggy Goldschlein, the greedy, gold, gold-hungry, um, who wants to control all the gold in the world. And uh, sounds like the Coen brothers. And uh, I want to uh, Merle Streep to be his wife, Svetlana. And I said, I already have the players in this whole scene. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very funny. It's crazy funny. But I thought to myself, you, you, I can't beat them. You know, this, this whole, the, everything, all of these big companies and Goldman Sachs and, and, and thousands of others and all the Wall Street people, they, there's so much greed that they're destroying our world. They're destroying us and they don't care. So what could be a better revenge than to make fun of them? Because that's how it should be. Like Charlie Chaplin, you just, you know, in the, in the, the great dictator, if you can't beat them, make fun of them. And so I thought to myself, then we need to laugh at them because then we will deflate what they think they are important. They're not. We are. Now you've, um, you've touched on frequencies within the body. There's frequencies in the whole universe. And I've just seen evidence of this happening now. One of our viewers, um, Mike, he's a professional composer. 
and he's also a professional keyboardist for, for over 40 years. So I think we've, we've, we've joined two. Have him, have him get in touch with me. Give him my, my personal email. That's, that's fine. I, I, I'd really, that would be fun. You know, we'll see what he does. I talked to um, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Yeston. Yeston did nine. Um, both of them are up to their wazoo's. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is writing his memoirs. I said, you're too young to write your memoirs. You're not dead yet. And so Yeston, Yeston is, I, he's kind of avoiding me, but I, I said, you know, well, maybe not. So we don't know yet. It's all up for grabs. It depends on what people write. We've also talked to 50 Cent, Curtis, um, who uh, we want him to do the rap song. The rap song is, you got to go where the money goes. Got to go, go, go where the money goes. And this is how the world is thinking. The world is thinking, go where the money goes. I say, follow the money. You know who the crooks are. I mean, that's it. It's pretty simple. But it's, it's okay. We'll have them get in touch with you. That would be great. I will say. We have to clean up our world, both, both I think, in our, our intentions and, uh, and, and not, not sticking our head in the sand and ignoring it. Many people are just happy living from day to day with their little contentment, but not looking around to see what can we do to really help the whole world and the universe. By the way, hug a tree. If you hug a tree, an oak tree, the frequencies, the negative frequencies from your body will just wash out. It's amazing. Wood. <laughs> you know, did, I, did, I, did I say something? I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, uh, when you sit there, it's just... No, no, without a, without a word of a lie, the thought in my mind was, where is the nearest oak tree? Right. Oh, absolutely. When I used to study at the university, I used to lean against an oak tree to study. I still can see the pictures of the pages that I was reading. I have a photographic memory. It's kind of weird. My daughter does too. It's like I would sit there in an exam and just stare up in space and the professor would say, what are you doing? And I would say, I'm pulling in the pages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a broken neck. I think that that's what, what finally then did all of this weird stuff with me because I had grand mal seizures when I was 15, no, mm. 16. And then uh, the breast tumor, which wasn't so bad, except they didn't have to do a radical mastectomy. It was fibroadenoma. And then nine months later, the broken neck. So six months in a hospital in a striker frame with screws in my head probably did something to screw up my brain so that I can pick up these frequencies from other people. And this is probably why I ended up now at this point in my life finding out, damn, frequencies can cure you. And I'm like, wow, you've got to be kidding. Why didn't we learn any of this in medicine? How come nobody told us any of this? Where's Rife? Why, why didn't I meet him? Well, actually, I was too, too young. But Rife, I mean, he, I wonder, how did he know this? Do these people channel? Do they just suddenly have this information? Because it's absolutely exceptional. And I've heard of people that had frequency, frequencies recorded for many, many different things who were suddenly eliminated, and that's so be careful. And and that was supposedly they had a massive heart attack after having a dinner with a drug company. So I don't know what to think. I, I just but I figured, you know, if you can program some of these frequencies in, I want to program I make face creams too on the side. Okay. I started it when I started my third doctorate and I thought, oh shoot, I'm older than all these kids. And so I started making face creams. And I wanted to program in. I still want to program in. That's why I need these frequencies. Stem cell activation. Because we should be able to just regenerate the entire body and face through activation of the stem cells. You can already do it with blueberries. I gave a talk on this, by the way, on um, 
regeneration and how you can regenerate your body. The problem is a lot of the stuff that can regenerate your body and activate your stem cells is now tox toxic because of the pesticides and or it's GMOs. So soya helps to, to um, protect your stem cells and activate them. Blueberries do too, but if they're all sprayed or GMOs, how nice. the heck are we going to regenerate anymore? I mean, this is, this is like we, you, you could eat a decent good meal in the olden days without pesticides and all the toxins, and you, you go to sleep at night when it was dark and you didn't have Wi-Fi around or anything else. You didn't have the stress except, you know, I got to get up and milk the cows in the morning, and, and that was it. And so nowadays we we're just surrounded by everything, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, how are we going to turn this world around in order to make it a place for our children to live and thrive. How are they going to thrive? What are we leaving them? We're leaving them so many plastics in the ocean that they're completely contaminated um, with so many chemicals. They're all abbreviations. There's so many that it's ridiculous. The, 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 the whales are not reproducing anymore because the, the sperm is being blocked by a lot of these chemicals in the water. We're finding mutations and mutations over feminization of the animals in the woods that are drinking out of the streams. Mm. Um, we're finding flame retardant in, in, in um, um, breast milk in California. I mean, how the heck did I get in there? And so all of these toxins are coming more and more and more into our bodies. So we can't just live. We have to live defensively. And that's why I think a good cleaning regularly, um, and if we, can do it, if we can do it with frequencies, fantastic. But we also have to be consciously aware of what are we drinking, what are we eating. And we, we didn't have to be this way. Just go out and grab a sandwich. Mm. And now it's where the meat come from. Uh, is the cow in, in, injected with antibiotics? Uh, is, are there GMOs in this? Uh, was the cow fed uh, uh, pesticides and GMOs uh, in the corn? Was the corn GMO corn also sprayed with glyphosate just to make sure it dried properly? Uh, where, where are we? And I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I can only tell you we can reverse diseases. We can reverse cancers. Frequencies will be playing more and more of a major role in our, in our patients in general. But the patients have to also be aware that they have to be conscious of what's around them and what they're doing themselves so that they can work with the frequencies with us so that we can help to reverse all these diseases. And it's, it's not impossible. It sounds like rocket science, but, and it is in a way if you go into, into physics. And the physics was for me, I hated physics. I will be perfectly honest, I hated physics. Until I figured out that structure affects frequencies and found out that the structure in the DNA can change depending on the biochemistry influencing the structure, which could change the frequencies of the DNA and shift the DNA to replicate or stop. And that's where it, that's, I have an article on it, but I, I have to get it published, but I haven't gotten anybody to publish it yet. They, they probably think I'm crazy. The Russians have helped me on this a lot in physics. Um, with the bubbles, these, these, the, the DNA breathes. It has bubbles going up and down it like, like the lungs, and mm -hmm. it's oscillating all the time like the heart. So it's basically lungs and heart together in this, in this form, and it's because of the form of the DNA that it can move, that it can oscillate, and all those trace minerals, the ones that come from carrots, right? The ones that come from shilajit, right? They're in there and help to set up pathways in there, frequency pathways in the DNA. So this is where it's like, my God, the whole world is frequencies. I didn't know this before, but once I got into this with the DNA and realized, oh my God, I'll send you the article if you're interested. It's, it's, 
it's a little complicated, but it's fascinating to see how the DNA is working through the biochemistry is influencing the structure. The structure is influencing the, uh, the activity in the DNA. And that's where I wrote this in a poem in 1980 called Cancerous Esoterics. And it was little puffs on chromosomes where NHPs, that's non-histone proteins, seem right at home, make changes that are strictly tertiary. I think of NHPs, we should be wary. From cytoplasms, they will always roam to little puffs upon the chromosomes. And then I found out that these non-histone proteins and enzymes changed the structure of the DNA, opened up the DNA, allowed it to divide. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, why didn't I see this? I've got goosebumps already. Why didn't I see this before? It all works together. The biochemistry influences structure, the structure influences the frequencies. And so this is where either you kill off the parasite with toxins, if you mm -hmm. don't kill yourself, I'm doing right now with all the antibiotics or and this is why I can't wait to get my spooky tooth hooked up or you start to destroy them um, with another method and that way with frequencies it's safer you don't have the side effects you, you have to constantly detox anyway I mean you should with, regardless of what you're doing whether you're taking antibiotics or you're doing frequencies you must constantly be drinking pure water not distilled has to be filtered well filtered reverse osmosis is the best and then the frequencies can actually help to clear up your body, but you can't just do it once. It's not like, oh, I have a headache, I'll take an aspirin and that's it. It's a, it's a series because you have to slowly get rid of them. You can't get rid of them all at once. Mm. Your body can't handle it. That's why when you blast a, a, a tumor with chemo, I mean, oh my God, and you're so sick from the chemo, but you're also sick from all those toxins because mm. they're suddenly free and they're all over your body. And the doctors say, oh, well, that's a normal side effect of chemo. And I'm like, ah, yeah, right. You know, they, why don't they learn? Why don't the colleagues learn? There's so much out there and we can save lives. And I mean, you guys are already doing it, but this is where I, I want to help you in order to help the patients and help everybody else so that we work together at a level that is at a level that is academically, intellectually, scientifically proven and solid and not just, oh, hearsay. Right, right. Now, um, we do um, encourage shameless plugs for books. You say you've got uh, published books already. Uh, if you can uh, tell us how we can find them, please. All right. Well, the, the, the one that's already on there that is too, too complicated is called Molecular Alterations in Tumor Promotion and Cancer. That's strictly the science behind it. That's like took five years to write the darn thing. Um, the new one, the new one I've decided I'm going to call it Secrets of a Cancer Healer, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been too humble, and it's like you can't just say, you know, uh, cancer reversing. Uh, one of my patients is uh, wrote the Cancer Whisperer. She was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer about three years ago, and she did a consultation with me and sat there so forlorn and said, "Well, they, I'm on palliative now. They said they can't do anything anymore. I've got brain metastases and I've got non-small cell lung cancer, and it's at stage four. And I said well, to her husband, "Well, uh, let's get her well." And it, she looked at me as if I had two heads. And um, the tumor reversed, 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 reversed. Yes. She became a famous writer. She's got the cancer whisper in all these different languages. Unfortunately, she doesn't say anything about what she did. She only talks about her emotional journey, which is important for people that are going through emotional journeys with cancer. But I said, gee, Sophie, why don't, why don't we work together and put one out where we, she said, because the, the, the publisher doesn't want that. 
They want something that appeals as a story. They don't want something that's a, you know, how to reverse your cancer book, like a cookbook. And it is like a cookbook. Hell, it's worked in so many patients. I finally got it perfected after 40 years, and I can reverse just about every cancer except the emotionally caused ones. And that, they get rid of the tumors, but very often then something else comes because they're not healed emotionally. Right. But all the other cancers, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many stage four I've had. In fact, right now I've got to get my melanoma CD back from my colleague because I wanted photos from it. I wanted to copy the before and after with the metastases all over and then all gone to put on the website. And my colleague still hasn't returned my CD. They're probably copying all of my treatments, but who cares? <laughs> it, I'm doing, that's why I want to get the book out for the colleagues too, because why should our patients around the world suffer just because of ignorance? This is ridiculous. I said three things kill, greed, ego, and ignorance. And they're usually together. That's quite profound. It's quite true. When I think about it, which takes a bit of time normally. Yes, it's quite profound. You know, um, people almost, people that I see that are very sick, that, that, um, they do go down hell. They they've got the mindset that, they, that there's no hope, and they they haven't got much energy inside them. They've sort of given up on hope, and they're the ones that that fail. But the people that really fight and and do the research and find out you know what to do to get better and fight, they're the right. ones that survive. They're the survivors. So um, when you do get your book finished, I definitely want to buy a copy. So please yeah, promise me whilst we're on air that you'll send me the. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to, we've got some funding now we've got to make sure we have enough funding for an editor and then i'm going to have to probably take off three months and work with her or him on the editing on it um as far as greed goes that's out of my hands now it's copyright i just need the composer to go ahead and help me out so help me out on that um and then we get we can see about getting that out if that gets out i said the whole purpose of this is to make fun of the, of the greed in the world, but to support the foundation so that we can help save patients' lives. Patients that can't afford anything. I mean, I, I've, I've had some of the worst cases. Do you know that in 1993, I had a patient from Ireland with a cervical cancer the size of a grapefruit, and I wasn't treating then. I, I had, you know, I was still working on my MD, and my friends in Ireland said, for God's sakes, Dana, you're always reading, do something. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, gosh, do something. Okay, well, I finished the book on molecular operations and tumor promotion, but who cares? Found out about vitamin A and D and this and that. I treated her for um, six months, and unbeknownst to my ex-husband, um, I was paying for her treatments and sending money every month to Ireland because she was living in the countryside without electricity with her 12-year-old son. She was, she was actually on, on welfare. And so I bought her a juicer. Um, I paid for all her nutrients. Uh, we did an actual top, topical uh, with a tampon on the tumor. Uh, and in six months, it was completely gone. And I was so relieved, first of all, because I was paying thousands every month to send off everything. Um, not thousands. I mean, it runs to about 800, I guess. And then with all the extra goodies and stuff. But she, um, that was the first time in 1993 that I saw that only natural stuff, there were no off-label drugs, could actually reverse a cancer. And then six months later, I had a patient with a colon cancer with liver, lung, and lymph metastases. And my colleague with whom I had done a rotation in surgery calls me up three months later and says, Dana, I operated on hair S uh, on uh, Christmas Eve. It's now April 1st. And he had liver, lung, and lymph metastases. And we gave him uh, six months to live. And it's three months later, and there's no more cancer. 
Wow. And he said, how did you do it? And I said, Banner, it's biochemistry. It's absolute, it's absolute biochemistry. That's a lovely lady who's, who's putting up with me until my apartment is livable, and I'm still trying to get the frequencies out of my bedroom. So if you guys have any, any suggestions, I am dusting everything. I am spraying with M bacteria. Um, I'm still picking them up at certain places around the bed where the thousands of, of bird mites were. And the, it's amazing because if I'm in the living room, it's all we've all cleaned the whole thing. There's nothing there. You go into that other room and you pick up the frequencies. So these frequencies are real. And if anybody thinks they're not real, believe me, they're real. And we see them from testing how frequencies can stimulate tumor growth. I don't know if the frequencies from the parasites stimulate the tumor growth or they're just being released and the parasites themselves are stimulating the tumor growth. My gut feeling is their frequencies are helping to stimulate the tumor growth. And this is why this whole work is so brilliant and fascinating that it can help so many people. But this, this patient that was reversed in, in, in three months where he was given six months to live. I, I mean, I said the biochemistry works. We need more. And that's why I got into off-label drugs because all of my patients, I mean, they all went into remission, but some of them stayed in remission for two years. That's not enough for me. I don't want just two years. My breast cancer patient from 2001 stayed in remission for over eight years. <clears throat> and she was supposed to only live three months. Eight years isn't enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm greedy. I want more years. I want my patients to live... 15, 20, 30 years, depending on their age. I want them to be 95 years of age and say, oh, well, I guess that's it. I'll check out. Ahead. <laughs> but I don't want them to be killed from a tumor because mm -hmm. we're smarter than the tumors. Mm -hmm. And we can be, and we can, and we are. And that's why it's so important that this information is out, both in my book, but also to talk about the frequencies. And then to mention you all, I'd like to put you on my website too, because I think it's very important that patients know that there are many things that they can do, often simultaneously, in order to reverse their cancers, and that's what they need to do. So this is where, oh, bless my little heart. This is, this is, she's such a sweetheart. I love this woman. Oh, she knows that you've been doing lots of talking, so this is a cup of tea. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's worried about me. She's been absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, it's funny when you get ill. And, you know, I mean, okay, I've been through the, the gamut with, with the stupid broken neck and the breast tumor and stuff. Mm. But I was young then. And now I'm older. And I don't know, feel older, except for the little beasties. And when you find out who are really your friends... That, that alone, that love is so important. And that's why I love a lot of the groups of cancer patients that help each other and not just um, panic, fear, and this and that, and oh, it's growing again, and oh, my brain metastasis is back, and this and that. Not the fear, but here's what I did to reverse this. This is what, like you're saying, people working together to help other, mankind working together, mm. not against each other, not like we're seeing in business, alas, but like, like we're seeing in compassion and love, where people really care about each other. And, and, and Amelie's that way. I met her when her husband, unfortunately, only had one day left to live, and we couldn't turn him around because he had had a stroke years earlier and so on. And, and uh, her husband was uh, so advanced in cancer and so emaciated, and he had been completely mentally incapacitated from the stroke years before and she called me up that morning and said don't come in um he's going to die today anyway and i had never met her before and i said no i gave my word i do not expect a consultation fee 
I don't want anything, but I gave my word. I always keep my word. So I went in and I met her. We spoke for hours. I loved her from the moment I met her. She's so kind and she's so wonderful. And, and would, you, would you believe that three years later, I'm staying at her house until my apartment is cleaned. I've been here over a month, month and a half. And she has been just like the kindest best friend you'd ever want to have. And how many people do you find that would do that? Friends that I knew like, oh, you might be contaminated. Oh, you might have bird mites carrying. And, and she was like, ah, don't worry about it. And so finally I'm getting well, thanks to her help and cooking and this and that and getting the apartment cleaned up. But mm. it's amazing how a support group, and this is for all of you out there that are either treating patients or are patients, the emotional support group, um, that is the probably the A&O in order to get your emotions in line again and not for a reward for being sick, like, oh, I'm getting all this attention, which some mm. people do, mm. but instead... I'm getting all this love and I'm going to get myself well, thanks to all of this love. And I love myself. That's important. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your talk today, Dana. It's been absolutely magical. You're, you're, you're a beautiful person and um, very, and so knowledgeable in so many areas. So thank you so much for your time and coming on our show. Well, and thank you for all that you're doing for all of us. We've got to stick together, Dana, people like you and us. <laughs> So thank you, thank you once again. We've, we have run out of time. Um, but thank you for being so generous with your time and so generous with your knowledge. And um, you, I love your sense of humor as well. It's, it's very enlightening. <laughs> it could have been a very heavy-duty subject, but you, 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 you sprinkled it with your little, little, um, little gems of anecdotes. And um, it's been a wonderful talk. I've really, really enjoyed it. So thank you once again, Dan. It's been it's been fantastic having you on our show. And everybody working with Spooky too, also. I'm looking very forward to to learning more about this and, and actually using it um, more and more in patients and helping to guide them. Absolutely. Please join our forum. Um, have a look at the Spooky Two um, videos.com. We've got training videos and Spooky Two support.com as well. Um, very valuable resources. In the Facebook, we've got Rife for Life, which is enormous and magical people there. You'll, you'll, you'll just slide in there. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic place to be. So they're, they're, the, places, they're the first ports of call for you, Dana. So um, thank, you, thank you once again. And thank you for um, thank you all our participants. Goodbye. Bye.